Hey there, angry faithful. I just wanted to drop in, bend your ear a little bit, get your attention. So if you're not listening, drop what you're doing and pay attention to me because I'm here to inform you that not only can you get your daily, maybe if you're binging it, I'm not sure, that's entirely up to you, but you can multiply your doses of angry me fuckery by paying attention to all of the platforms upon which you can find either the dulcet tones of my voice and David's voice or my pretty face and David's not-so-pretty face. Anyways, digressing, we, not only on we are on YouTube, we are on Spotify, we're on Rumble, we're on Google, Apple Podcast. We have a TikTok page. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and of course, Facebook. So if you find yourself fuckery deprived, curl up with a nice hot mug of shut the fuck up and just listen, open those ear holes and be prepared to be cream pied like it's the first time. Thanks for listening. Welcome, Angry Faithful. Today on Nerd Sports, we're going to talk about the ancient art of telephone wrestling. In, in Russia, they started uh, putting people in a telephone booth and just wrestling inside of that telephone booth. They also have another one. I was going to use this too, but fuck it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a two for today. They also have car wrestling to where... They sit in a car, they uh, they seatbelt each opponent, and then they unbuckle each other, and whoever can get, you know, unbuckle the fastest and beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> I used to do something like that in high school. It was similar. Um, yeah. It wouldn't beat the shit out like of each other, but there was washing. some clapping. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was setting Definitely. up a mosh pit in a car, you know. <laughs> Uh, it seemed I mean, like it, it was, seemed like everybody's favorite song to mosh in a car too during the uh, during the late 90s was break stuff by limp biscuit oh of course <laughs> that's i mean I if remember, that song doesn't make you want to break shit then right because yeah, i mean i was living in nashville when that song came out and i'm out with a bunch of friends of mine and we're absolutely up to zero good and uh dude's driving around in a big body monte carlo right and uh, we pull up to this stoplight, and Nashville Metro cop pulls up next to us, and that song comes on, and we just start beating the <laughs> shit out of each other. <laughs> and um, I'm in the passenger seat. My buddy's over there. He's, like, shoving me up against the window, and the cop looks over, and I just – I look over, and I wave, and I just go – pop like that, <laughs> I dot my buddy right in the face. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> It looked like the cover from Vulgar Display of Power. And I rolled my window down and the cop was like, are you boys okay? And then he heard what we were listening to and he goes, never mind. Carry on. <laughs> yes, sir. Never better. <laughs> hey, uh, another, another thing we got to do, another thing we got to do on our TikTok page, we finally, one of our videos hit, hit finally. It's at 10K right now. And uh, got to thank Tansy and let everybody know in November – he hasn't given me an actual date date or a pre-order website or anything like that. But Tansy has just, he's going to put out a book called pig Latin, uh, 
a serious true story has a pig on it with cop hat and sunglasses check it out we got one funny story on our tiktok page and most of our pages on facebook instagram all that place but he literally that story has hit like big time everybody loves that story of him tasing a chick and the fucking coochie so every great story oh god that was a good story yeah so okay uh twitter news right everybody knows that elon musk finally bought twitter right run in a sink let that sink in yeah totally right but when he fired the top three executives at twitter i thought he fired fired them and gave the, the reason for the termination was for cause in quotation marks right those two magical words enabled him to negate their 122 million dollar stock option buyout oh shit. fantastic that is amazing and so then he comes out a couple days later and he was talking about um making the check mark the verification a paid service for 20 dollars mm-hmm. a month right that comes out to about $240 a year. Not a bad price. Nah, you get all these butthurt liberal like ge- journalists and, and celebrities like Stephen King. They're talking about, oh, and I'm out of here, blah, blah, blah. Well, first off, you're not going anywhere because I'm leaving Twitter is the new I'm moving to Canada, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Basically. Then Elon Musk today gets into it with a journalist. He's talking about how it's just, you know, it's, it's going to be the end of the platform because – it's going to be it's going to allow all these other people to come in that don't have credentials i mean the guy was making a complete ass of himself while he was trying to make a point that he failed to make and so elon musk comes back and replies and he says well you know i'm thinking about that how about eight dollars a month then it became official later today that the verification process is going to be eight dollars a month it's a paid service comes out to about $96 a year, right? That's that's not bad at all. That's not bad at all. Even $240 a year was not bad. No, no. Right? But $96 a year, that's an amazing price. And on top of that, what it's going to enable Twitter to do is create a revenue stream, and it's going to make it easier for Twitter to pay content creators. Yeah. So here's what I'm thinking. <clears throat> Angry product one. Us, Angry Me Productions, once that officially goes into effect and they start taking applications for the for the verification process, I say oh. we get our podcast verified. I was say, you guys aren't in the first wave to get that done. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, One I'm, of willing, the best, to I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to come out of pocket this. myself for the first year alone. Oh, hell yeah. I'll chip in on that. I, don't so, worry. But moving on from all of that. One um, of the best things about the Twitter, though, is yeah. now you're starting to see Biden get uh, fact-checked. Oh, dude, that was that fucking hilarious, man. Oh, and I love the fact that people like Steve Peralt and stuff like that, um, you know, uh, staunchly conservative individuals that had been getting shadow banned uh, on Twitter in the past were, I mean, that whole first day was like, men can't get periods, men can't get pregnant, only women can get pregnant. <laughs> You know, Biden didn't win the election. Um, There are only two genders. I mean, they're just dropping one-liner bomb, not knowledge is a bomb, or or knowledge bombs. 
and I'm just, I am soaking it up and I am loving it. And, and then here comes LeBron with his, well, I'm calling on Elon Musk to stem the tide of, of the uh, increase of inward slurs. And it's like, why do you even care? I mean, and I've been on Twitter almost nonstop for the last three days. I haven't seen a single, and I follow a lot of people. Yeah. And, I, and I, I go to a lot of the trending hashtags. I have yet to see a white person use the N-word in a tweet. I can't wait. I'm, I'm not saying that they're not out there. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as it's like not trending, as prevalent as they're trying to say. It's yeah. Not. As far as the trends are concerned, it's not really out there. I think that it's a, it's a false argument. It's a stickman argument. It's a diversion. It's, I mean, they're, they're trying to make it to where, I mean, the easy, one of the easiest cards that you could ever pull is something is now suddenly racist. Well, okay. That's, that's always the first argument that somebody pulls out of their back pocket when they're losing the actual argument. Yeah. So, you know, another thing that I love that Elon Musk did is that he locked all the Twitter coders out, all the Twitter uh, engineers out of the code. And he brought in Tesla engineers to read the code, to find out where the or the algorithms were coming from. And, mm -hmm. and, He's looking at phone logs, looking at message logs. I mean, he's looking at everything. And all of these Twitter engineers and all these Twitter execs are just probably sitting in the corner, <laughs> sucking their thumbs, tugging their ears. They're in the fetal right position. <clears throat> I mean, they are just absolutely shitting their pants right now. And I think it is hilarious. Yep. You know, and, and, and Donald Trump, the, the, you know, the Honorable Donald J. Trump. Yes, I said honorable because why? Because he was president. Exactly. Um, he, you know, he put out a statement and at the end of the statement, he said, it's great to see an African-American owned business. Yes. People on Twitter lost their minds <laughs> and you could tell who the undereducated drones were because they were like, Elon Musk is not African-American. And then, I mean, and, and then immediately you saw People coming out of the woodworks are like, I'm sorry, is being African-American limited to only being black? Because there are white Africans. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's at least they're on his I mean, African-American. Elon Musk was South born South in South Africa. Africa. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm like, okay. I mean, I get it. And and and, and good on Donald Trump for, for playing that and putting and just kind of putting that out there. Knowing, knowing that it's undisputably true but at the same time he knew what it was going to cause oh for sure and you know when i'm like okay for as much as we wanted donald trump to stay off of twitter most of the time when he was in office because it just he handled his own account unlike say like joe biden um or nancy pelosi's gay husband um <laughs> oh god um when did you drop know, the hammer? Yeah. <laughs> we need a sound effect for a mushroom cloud <laughs> but uh flawless victory yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> but i mean donald trump i mean he just is he, he back on twitter and, and that was one of the more appealing things that drew us to him in the 2018 elections or the was it 2016? When did he take office? Yeah. 20, 2018? 2016. 
2016. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, and that was one of the things that drew a lot of people to his, his campaign, to his, you know, just made us a lot, a large part of his base is the fact that he didn't care. Right. And, you know, he was all fine and well and good and popular with the Democrats when he was donating to their causes and <clears throat> attending NC, you know, uh, uh, N, uh, NAC or NA, NA double or NAACP or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, he, he, he was being invited to functions by Jesse Jackson, by Al Sharpton. I mean, he, per capita, he was probably a, a larger capital investor for a lot of African-American black american owned businesses than any other billionaire or millionaire in the in the world right and you know yeah i mean the guys made some questionable decisions in his in his personal life but i mean really who hasn't yeah and, and it's just the fact that of his stature stature you know the fact that he was running for president the fact that he was president you know everybody decides that they want to jump on this because they want their 15 minutes of fame i'm looking at you stormy daniels but uh because <laughs> let's face it Nobody since your your little diatribe in court has anybody even looked at your videos, um, free or otherwise. But uh, anyways, I digress. Um, oh, there's two more things. I hope they bring back uh, Alex Jones. And I love the fact that they had two that guys. And I still want to know if these people were paid by Elon Musk. They went out in the front. They had like their office <laughs> supplies and everything. Yes, yes. And, uh, I and, saw that. And, and, and they had, they, had, they <laughs> fucking had like Michelle Obama's book. There's like I don't know how I'm gonna pay for my Tesla now since I'm fired. And if you look at the names on these, basically look at my balls. Mm-hmm. It was one was dick. Yeah, well, like, like, no, it was it was one was like first name Ligma, and then the the other one's last name was. Uh, Johnson. Johnson. Uh, that one was was like Wilma Wilma Johnson fit or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Elon Musk, fantastic. if you look back through his Twitter history, <laughs> he, uh, he's the quintessential 12-year-old. Okay? Mm-hmm. You look at the models. You look, you look at the name of the Tesla models that are out there. The Model S. The Model E. The Model X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so I, I was that's like, what, okay, when little kids with too much money have <laughs> have have their way. Well, what I happen. love the fact is that Elon Musk. I mean, on top of the fact, I mean, part of the reason why he has zero filters because he's he's got Asperger's. Yeah, you know, and he's been <laughs> unapologetically open about that. I mean, he even stated so during his monologue on SNL. Yeah, he's also got when when you mix Aspergers with fuck you money, you get you get Aspergers. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the guy runs like nine different companies. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, when you when you open a company called the Boring Company, and the first product that you put out on the market for people to buy is a flamethrower. No, it was a hat. Then it was a flamethrower. Yeah, that's right. But still, hat, you make a flamethrower flame yeah, available still. to the general public. I'm like, dude, yes. So much yes contained in that one little statement right there. Exactly. But all right. So we're going to move on here. Let's 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 look at. Oh, my God. Can you hear the dogs going off? We the can back? hear the dogs. Yeah, but OK, go okay. ahead. Okay. All right. So okay, let's go. 
Okay, World Series. Game three of the World Series is going on right now. Uh, the series is tied one game apiece. This is actually, I think it's going to be a really good series. I'm looking for it to go at least five games. Um, so, I mean, Philly managed to pull off the split at home. Of course, you know, Philadelphia fan or Philadelphia Phillies fans in true Philadelphia fan style are just absolute trash right now. Um, and yeah, I mean, I know that I live in the Houston area. I'm not a, I'm not an Astros fan. If you're watching on video, you can tell I'm not an Astros fan. Okay. Um, Who do you root for, Johnny? Everybody can't. They have to hear it. Just because you have it on video, the people that hello, listen. Hello, wicked big Sox fan. Okay, there we go. We <laughs> you even said it correctly. That's awesome. So, you know, if you don't like the way that I talk about your team or your fan base, well, <laughs> yeah, bud, I got a, I got a harsh <laughs> piece of reality check for you. You can go fuck yourself and stay <laughs> fucked, okay? All right. Anyways, moving. <laughs> Makes me want some clam chowder. Right, so... MLB announced that the roof was going to be closed for games one and two here, here in Houston and Justin Verlander. All right. He goes out, he gets a five run lead and he cannot keep it. Like absolutely cannot keep it. Um, Justin Verlander now has the highest starting pitcher ERA in world series history at just a tick over six, uh, six, run, uh, six. Right. So I'm like, all right, <sighs> somehow, some way, Justin Verlander is going to have to, He's going to have to turn that around. He's going to have to come out and he's going to have to win his next start in game five. Now, um, this is probably one of the more evenly matched uh, World Series, you know, uh, contest, you know, uh, teams. Uh, well, let me start over. This is one of the most evenly matched World Series that we've ever seen. So, I mean, the Phillies. They don't have the greatest pitching. They maybe have a like a, a like a one-two punch in their rotation and their bullpen on the back end has got some skills, got some talent. Um, they got hot at the right time. And I've said it before in episodes past, Chris. I know that you can back me up on this, but it, generally speaking, with the exception of say uh, maybe a few teams uh, like the 2018 Red Sox when they went from basically wire to wire. Um, well, no, not wire to wire because they got swept by the Orioles in the opening series of the 2018 season, but they went on to go gangbusters and they finished with like 118 wins that year. But I mean, they were the number one seed. They had the best record in baseball that year. I mean, they absolutely dominated in almost every, every phase of the game. Um, you know, but it, 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 it's not necessarily the best team that wins. It's the team that gets hot at the right time. Now, saying that on the flip side, uh, yes, Philadelphia is hot right now. They're they're riding this pretty good wave. I mean, they they had to take the wild card route to get to the World Series. Nobody really expected them to be there, um, especially after they fired uh, Joe Girardi about like what thirty or forty games into the season. You know, and we're sitting here talking about a World Series winning manager. And he can't do squat with this squad that has been built to do exactly that win. Um, Philadelphia goes out and they make a lot of really great moves at the trade deadline. They put themselves in a really great position. They knew that the division was going to be out of reach between the Braves and the Mets. 
they they were like, all right, look, we're just going to give up on that pipe dream. We're going to focus on the wild card race because they, again, expanded the wild card playoff format. And if that had not been for that, the Phillies wouldn't even be here right now. So they can turn around and they can thank uh, Robert Mann Clown, uh, the uh, commissioner, uh, the, the the commissioner of of, of baseball uh, for that. But you mean the um, loser? Huh? You mean the loser? The commissioner of baseball. Yeah, I've already. Robert Manclown, Manclown, you know, his, his last name is actually Manfred. I, I know, I know I've, I've made this reference before with you, David. Come on. I know. I just want everybody to know that's the new to the listening audience. Our, our new uh, listening audience. Okay. Okay. All right. I wasn't going to call into question your DT scores or anything like that, but. I will. Um, if you won't, I will. It's like, I will. Or you motherfuckers. Okay, so we're looking at the Astro side of it, right? So we got Jose Altuve. I mean, he, the guy's got like three batting titles. I mean, the, the dude is probably one of the more prolific hitters in the game today. And he starts on a historic 0 for 25 postseason drought at the plate. For whatever reason, he started to turn that around in game one when he hit that double. And then he goes three for four in game two. And I'm like, okay. All right, we got we got something going here. So, you know, I'm like, all right. Um, it, it, I mean, like, so the pit, first pitch that he sees in the bottom of the first uh, the other night during game two, he ambushes their starting pitcher and uh, uh, oh, damn, Philly's already up two to nothing. Um, hmm. I mean, he ambushes their starting pitcher, and he puts one in the right in the left field corner for a double. So you know, and I'm like, all right. So we're starting to see him run the bases more, starting to you know try to get more steals. I mean, he's he was one for two the other night, but uh, Bryce Harper hit a home run. Wow. Okay. Well, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a really good series. I mean, like I said, it's going to go at least five games. Um. I would like to see it go six because I would like to see the final game being played here, but that requires Astro fans to include my wife and her sister uh, to endure another Phillies win, um, at least during this season or series. But um, ultimately I think that the, that the Astros pitching is going to prevail and the bats are going to come alive at the right time. And I think that Philadelphia is just going to be, I mean, their defense has been lacking all year long. Um, so, you know, and I'm just kind of like, all right, look, let's just see how long that's, you know, how long this quote unquote gold glove caliber defense that they've been putting on during the postseason is going to last. So, um, and then my wife texts me, freaking Bruce, Bryce Harper, it's a hit a homer. <laughs> I, know, I know. Oh, God. But, uh, so I'm like, okay. But it's it's going to be cool. I mean, they handed out the Gold Glove Awards today. I think I'm going to go over that next week, um, just because there's 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 a lot to digest there. Um, you know, National League and American League players at their respective uh, positions. You know, I, I really don't want to be on here for two and a half hours because there is still a game going on in my living room that I would like to watch part of. But. Um, Okay, so we're going to move into football. 
All right. Now, let's um, just, uh, on this, let's go ahead and just do this really quick because I know you got stuff to do. We still got to get calling. Just uh, if any. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. We're gonna we're gonna do everything like we're normally gonna do. Okay. I'm not I'm not gonna rush. I just didn't want to go into a whole thing about who got the gold glove and who didn't, who got snubbed, and who should have gotten it versus who got it. Okay. I, I'm gonna go over all of that next week because that's gonna take at least thirty to forty five minutes just to kind of digest all of that. I mean. We're trying to cover a plethora of sports here, and anytime you use the word plethora, it lends an air of sophistication and credibility to your argument, right? So, sure. Um, moving on into football news, our picks last week, <laughs> our picks last week kind of took a dump, um, like like they usually do. Don't don't make this a surprise. No, 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 no. They do not usually because I think as we as the record stands right now, we're still doing better than 500 on our picks. So slow your roll there, guy. All right. So <laughs> we had the Ravens over the Buccaneers. Got that one right on on Thursday night. Um, you know, I I, I just kind of said that. I think do Brady on this one. Brady on this one. Because I actually watched this one. Brady on this one, he was kind of like lacking really bad. I mean, he just yeah. got the divorce decree that was going through. And it, he's showing his age now, which is really sad. Yeah, I mean, him coming back for this final year. I mean, I was kind of torn on it because I'm like, all right, hey, you know what? Go out at the top of your game. Don't do what Joe Montana did. Because if you remember, Joe Montana thrived with the 49ers. And then he signs a deal with the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Takes them to the playoffs uh, that one year. And, the, and he doesn't even get out of the first round. And so that's what everybody remembered. You know, so I'm like, all right, let, let's not do that. Let's not go the Brett Favre route either. So... Um, I mean, if it's, if it's a, if it's a personal thing that he's got going on, then he needs to learn how to compartmentalize. I get it. I'm not trying to sound unempathetic or anything like that, but dude, you're a professional football player. You said the field is where you thrive. You came back specifically because you said this team was special. How about you show up to work and you start proving it? That's all I got to say. And I'm a, and I'm a Brady guy. So, I mean, for me to be able to say that, that speaks volumes. Uh, but the, the Ravens did go into uh, Tampa Bay on Thursday night, and they did pull out a win, twenty-seven to twenty-two. Um, so we uh, we picked the Broncos to beat the Jaguars. This game was played Sunday morning in London, um, and uh, you remember I told you last week. Now, Chris, just so that way you know, uh, kind of a little bit of a history here. Um, in last season, when we anytime that we picked the Broncos to win. Um, they they kind of shit on us and went the other direction. So we just said, screw it. We're going to stop picking the Broncos to win. And what did they do? They start winning. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> you know, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm done with these ja these jackasses. So we, we, we picked the Broncos to win, and they did. And then, of course, Russell Wilson, during his post-game interview, talks about let's ride, you know, and it's like, look, dude, I could see you dropping slogans and bumper stickers and T-shirt sales after the game if you've been consistent all year long but let's face it you're still three and five you beat a two and six team yeah like it's the jack i'm like let's, let's not it's go not a, it's not a good look man it's yeah. really not a good look 
Exactly. I mean, they had the same record going into this game. And I'm like, it's Jacksonville, man. I mean, granted, yes, Jacksonville's reeled off two wins and they're slightly behind, like by a couple of games from the Houston Texans in the race for the number one overall pick next year. But come on, man. Oh, it's it's horrible. Um, well, I say that, but the, the, the Texans are still trailing the, the Lions for next year's number one pick. We'll get into that in just a second. Uh, moving on, we had we had the Falcons over the Panthers, and the Falcons surprised us and squeaked it out by a field goal, 34-37. Um, so now the Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons are up to four and four now, and the people in Atlanta don't know what to do. Do they do they do they do they cheer for this team or do they still show up with bags on their heads? They don't know. And it's like Ricky Bobby. They're just kind of sitting there going, I, I, I don't know what to do with, what to my, do with my hands, you know. Um, <laughs> then, then we had the Cowboys over the Bears. Now, I'm going to take a moment because David, David decided that he was going to take it upon himself with his infinite knowledge of football and pick the Bears to beat the Cowboys. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. No, I'm not mad at him. I'm just disappointed. Yes, disappointed in him. It's it's almost like finding out that. Um, well, I'm just going to say it at the risk of being canceled. It's like finding out that your son, who was destined for a Division One collegiate scholarship, is now suddenly very flamboyantly gay, and told you that he wants to transition. Mm. He could take up swimming. <laughs> he could take up swimming. You <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh. get canceled. I'm right there next to you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be all alone on this goddamn fucking show now. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've already got the bus pulled out of the shed, man. All you got to do uh, is hop on. Um, <laughs> so the Cowboys beat the Bears 49 to 29. That was a defensive. I mean, that 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 was such a uh that was a defensive gold mine for for the Cowboys. Micah Parsons even scored a touchdown uh, on that during that game. So, you know, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm more than pleasantly pleased with that. Uh moving on, we had uh we had Miami over the Lions. The Lions almost pulled this off. They almost upset us. Um, the Lions are one and six, but they still lost to the or to the Dolphins, thirty-one twenty-seven. So eventually, the Lions are gonna just they're gonna they're gonna stumble into a win eventually. And I'm like, okay. So as it stands now, we are now one, two, three, four, five. We're five and zero on our picks so far, so maybe not so bad. We'll see how the second half of our picks go. All right, so moving on, we had uh, the Vikings and the Cardinals. We had the Vikings over the Cardinals, and guess what? That one we had right too, 30, 34 to twenty six. So now, for those of you keeping score, that's six and zero on our picks for the week. I think that puts us over five hundred. Hmm. No, wait, we still got one more to go. We're guaranteed at least a winning week because we're going to finish at five and five, right? 
All right, so or six or twelve, six and six. That's what it is. Yeah. Six six, Anyways, yeah. moving on. Yep, there you go. All right, so we had the Raiders and the Saints. Now this is where we're going to pick up our first L for the week because the Raiders showed up into New Orleans and put up a goose egg. I don't know why. Maybe because maybe half of the half the team showed up on Bourbon Street the night before and they were late getting to the stadium and they just grabbed people out of the stands and say, hey, put these pads and jerseys on. We don't know what else to do. I have no idea what the hell happened, but you showed up and you lost to a two and five team. You are now two and five. The Saints are now three and five. What is going on, people? Oh, wait, it's the Raiders. So, you know, there you go. Um, If you want to look for a more beleaguered and beat down fan base besides Lions fans and Browns fans, just look at the Raiders. I mean, come on. At least the Falcons have been to a Super Bowl this this century. I mean, granted, (laughs) granted, (laughs) Matt Ryan can't get away from the three, you know, three to 28 thing. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if they want to admit that they were there. <laughs> right. All right. So we had uh, this is where we had our second one. We had the Jets beating the Patriots, and on paper that should have happened. Yeah, I was still not like de- guaranteed with that one because yeah. So Jets are... the Jets have been playing amazing football. They're five and three now, um, but the Patriots settled the score. They came back to four and four. And they beat the they beat the Jets twenty two to seventeen. Um, I think that game was probably really close. Be that as it may, the Jets still have the lead in the division in the race for the division title. I, I look for them to pull away because their schedule looks like it's going to be pretty temperate as far as difficulty is concerned, at least for the next couple of weeks. Um, we also had the Eagles over the Steelers. We got that one right. Obviously, the Eagles are the last undefeated team in the NFL right now at 7-0. They beat the Steelers 35-13. to um, I picked the Titans over the Texans. Texans, they gave it They gave it all it was worth. They are now 1-5, and everybody say it with me, 1. So they are 7. They, they lost to the Titans 17-10. to I think this was the... This was the game. Uh, well, you know, I, I would love to see the Texans and Titans win or play each other, just to see who wants to lose the work or the most. I mean, it's, it's the race to the bottom. I mean, what was it, week two or three of the season? I went and played <laughs> golf on Sunday, and we're out there on the golf course, and oh. Yes, please. Thank you. Is that the apple? All right. Yeah, there we go. Cookies. Thank you. I love you. All right. So, um, so if I give you, cookies, I'm out there and we're on like the 13th hole or 14th hole and we're letting a guy play through, right? Because we, there was like four of us and this guy was playing singles. So he was going, he was playing pretty fast. Right. So we're like, all right, dude, you can go ahead and play through. He's like, oh man, no, just take your time. Go ahead. I'm going to stay out and hang out here. He's going to drink a couple of beers before he tees off. We're like, all right, cool. And he goes, anything is better than sitting at home watching the Texans lose. And I was like, yeah, I was there. I was there for the week one tie against the Colts. And he goes, what the fuck was that all about? You know, and he goes, he was, how do you give up a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter? And he was like, I, dude, I don't know. But um, 
Yeah. It, the Titans are not, I mean, they, they're five and two, but I don't think their record reflects the level of urgency or talent that they've got on their roster this year. They're just, I don't know, man. I'm not impressed with Tennessee. I'm just not. Moving on, we had the commanders of the district of Washington. Um, Thank God you said that. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> over the Colts. And we got that one right. 17 to 16. So the Colts are now 3, 4, and 1. one. So I'm like, all right. Um, I feel like we had something to do with that. We should get a little bit of a, you know, just like. Yeah, but I'm not really counting on Dan Snyder to throw our podcast any kind of royalties because we picked him to win in a game just because Dan Snyder's like the world's biggest prick and all the other owners want him out, but he's kind of sitting there going, this is the, this is the hill I'm choosing to die on. That's going to be a fun execution to watch. Um, so we had, moving on, the 49ers beating the Rams. Now, I told you that the 49ers were making a lot of headway as far as, like, trade acquisitions. They traded for Matt McCaffrey. And I was like, all right, cool. Now they've got a wide receiver. And the Rams, they're just playing. They're, they're, I mean, Matt Stafford remembered who he was when he was playing in Detroit, and he's playing that way. It's like, who are you throwing to, guy? I mean, it's like, you've never played for a team that's worn red or gold helmets what's going on here and you know i'm like bro come on seriously so 30 30 31 to 14 at sofi stadium the 49ers go into the rams house and embarrass them on national television which i found hilarious because well let's just face it i don't like la so um we had the giants over the seahawks this one didn't go so well um the giants lost 13 to 27 um so that's three losses that we've had on yeah. our picks. But I'm um, surprised about the Giants. Yeah, I mean, I expected the Giants to show <laughs> up because the Seahawks aren't – they're not really playing all that much of an inspired football right now. Yeah, granted, this is the first year with a new quarterback uh, that's not named Russell Wilson, um, but they've got a record that's better than Russell Wilson and his Denver Donkeys. So it is what it is. Um we had the Bills over the Packers. We got that one right, too, because the Packers went up to Buffalo to play the Bills and the Bills Mafia, and they lost in grand fashion. And I saw a meme the other day that they had Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady hugging each other post-game, right? So they're both in uniform, and Aaron Rodgers is whispering into Brady's ear going, we should have retired last year. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay. That and, that and that's the, fair. That that's and the basic fair. fact of the Bills actually, they're actually they're contenders for the playoffs. This oh, year. yeah. They, uh, they're not actually Josh Allen, Super Bowl. Dude, Josh Allen is an absolute stud. And and you are you're gonna you, you will be very hard pressed to prove me wrong on that one. Very hard pressed. I'm looking, I'm looking for a repeat of the AFC championship game or uh the, the AFC the divisional game where Buffalo goes in and beats no where, where Buffalo and Kansas city played each other. And then Patrick Mahomes goes 13 seconds. I've got this. And then drives the feet or team down the field to, to win ultimately to lose to the Bengals in the AFC title game. But yeah, I, I'm looking for the, I'm looking for the bills and the chiefs to face off against each other again in the playoffs. That is going to be a great game. Yeah. Um, now, um, the Battle of Ohio. It was a Monday night game. 
We picked the Bengals to beat the Browns. Not so much. Um, <laughs> the, Bengals, again. the Bengals didn't even show up until the fourth quarter. I mean, it just seemed like the Bengals didn't show up until the fourth quarter. They, they lost to the Browns 13 to 32. And I'm like, whew. Uh, now the Phillies are up three to nothing three in the bottom of the second. But, scored. yeah. Get off man just scored. Yeah. But, um, so let's see here. The the uh, Chargers and the Chiefs um, had a bye week this week, and I you know when I saw that, and then I saw a meme that was just like perfect, right? Because the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two came out this week, and there was a a, a, a meme and it had Patrick Mahomes on it. And it goes, "New Call of Duty drops, and it's a bye week." Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know? like I could just Time I could just picture perfectly. Mahomes sitting at home. <laughs> you know, on his Xbox or his PlayStation. He, but Mahomes strikes me as an Xbox guy. Yeah. You know, and and I'm like, okay, I can see him sitting at the house. His wife is is like, are, are you going to get up and do anything? Because, I mean, don't you have practice? Can't you take the trash out at least? I was like, babe, really? I'm in the middle of a match. <laughs> you know? Can't you just pause it? <laughs> have you played the new Modern Warfare yet? Habits. I, I I saw a walkthrough of the uh, of the campaign, but Dude, it uh, looks amazing. it looks gorgeous. It is it now is the, so the level where you go through the Texas trailer park and you have to aim your weapon at civilians to calm them down. People are losing their minds over this one. But you know, they, if you don't, they actually start pulling weapons up. Yeah, they will but, shoot you if you don't actually. Yeah, back but here's down. the thing: people that are losing their minds over this level. Yeah, obviously never played the no Russian video or level in the original Modern Warfare Two. Oh, oh, because you're having to point at, at unarmed civilians. You're having to go in through cold the Russian cold, airport cold. and mowing down civilians. Oh, 100. Yeah, I mean that was a great level to play, right? Oh, I yeah. mean, you know, morally, you're sitting there going, "I feel I shouldn't feel I should feel wrong about this," but then and then then the higher thinking, the rational side of our brains kicks in and goes, "It's a video game." It's they're digital. These aren't real people. Right. I mean, it's not like you pull the trigger on your controller and you hear gunfire outside. Right. But you I know. mean, they're also, you know, you're in a Russian airport. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Might have I mean, to do an episode of Psychos and Sociopaths on me. Right. Exactly. I mean, it, it's not like we're living it's the fantastic. peripheral, which they did you catch. The the ending of the, the campaign though, the very no, end. Did, not, not yet. Okay, not I'm yet. Gonna say anything. Not yet. I'm not going to say anything. But yeah, yeah. David and I started watching that show, the new Amazon show, The Peripheral, uh, the, the same night. We didn't even talk about it beforehand. We just, I, you know, I'm sitting down with my wife and my sister in law uh, for dinner, and was like, "Let's, what are we going to watch?" I was like, "Let's watch The Peripheral because it looks really good." So she watched a trailer of it, and she goes, "Yeah, that looks really good." David texts me. He goes, the peripheral. That's all he said. And I was like, dude, I know we're already starting episode number two. And he's like, me too. So it was like. He, he sent me some videos on it. So now I, I'm like, dude, I'm going to watch it now. <clears throat> did, I, did I send you the, uh, the carrot and the stick one? Yes. Dude. That was one. I watched that right before we did the, we did the, the when we got on here on the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. Th that is an amazing show. 
But Fuck let's get hell. into the picks for this coming weekend. All right. Oh, before we get into the picks, we have to get in the main pick. The main pick between me, you, and possibly Chris. The Falcons and the Knights this weekend. I know me and Chris are going to be hanging out this weekend and everything, but we got to get a little bit of leeway and find out who do we think is going to win between the Falcons and the Knights. Uh, I mean... You know what I'm talking I'm not, about. I'm not giving away who my pick is going to be for the week, but uh, <laughs> I'm definitely going with the Army. Yep. Oh man! I mean, seriously, come on. What do you mean, oh man? Or wait, how are they on. not? Come on, man! Hold on, I got you. I got you. I, I, I'm going to do you one better here, Chris. You're going to lose your mind here in just a second. You're going to be like, "Where the fuck did you get those?" I'm going to show you. If you pull out, a this is who I'm picking. Oh to win come the game. on! <laughs> What? Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. So a couple of years ago, the last time Army beat Navy and they went to the Armed Forces Bowl, when Army won that game against the University of Houston, I mean, when they actually, when they when they embarrassed the University no, of Houston. I was going to say, it was um, a little nice. I, we, my son and I, my oldest son, Chauncey, uh, went with me and we took the field. At, you know, and we sang second with Army, which was a very cool experience, right? Yeah. A senior lineman gave me those gloves. Dude, hell yeah. I'm like, yes. So That's much awesome. yes. So. Um, there you go. That answers that question. We're taking Army, obviously. Now, David, interestingly enough, and I don't know if this is an indication as to how he perceives life, what he identifies as. <laughs> I just like to this be. is a judgment. This is a judgment free zone. Let me preface that. <laughs> but uh David David wanted the loser to wear a dress. And I'm just here to put it out. Okay. You you can check on every social media platform to include Reddit. If you are remotely turned on by femboys, you're gay. <laughs> So if anybody, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, dude, you, you can't get away with, with, with thinking it's, you're still considered straight. If watching somebody flop around, no, that's just not, <laughs> it's 2022 though, Johnny, that's, that's a lot of judgment coming from, from you either put a Peter in up. your mouth or you don't. I think the phrase you're coming up with, Johnny, is if I've seen a dick up close, like really up close. I'm not saying – no, no, no. I'm not saying that you know what it tastes like, but you have seen it up close. <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying that – I'm not saying that David would enjoy a job with the TSA, but he did work uh, corrections at a prison facility. <laughs> yeah. You have a story for that one? <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> Moving on. Um, uh, no, 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 no. The Thursday night game 
here this week in Houston, it's going to be the Eagles versus the Texans. All together now, we're picking the Eagles. There we go. The Eagles over the Texans. But no, see, if it's going to be unanimous, then I have to be the contrarian and say the Texans, right? Is that isn't that how this goes? I I need to be the the not under necessarily now. because there's okay. no way you can defend this. We don't want you all. to play the part of an idiot just for the sake <laughs> of playing the part of an idiot. I don't know. It I don't know. He naturally, like is what you're saying. No, 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 no. What it is is basically he's saying is he doesn't want you know the town idiot to have like his his like glory day. <laughs> Uh, because you, you did pick that one like really right on. I know you've heard um, this before, Chris, but common sense was an issue, but we need to use it anyway, right? <laughs> nah, there's no fun in that. All right. Okay, so here's the <laughs> difficult pick of the week. The Chargers at the Falcons. Mm. The Chargers, I'm just mm. not, I'm not sold on either team, so. I like the colors. And this is the only time I'm going to ever pick the Falcons this week to win anything, but I'm picking Atlanta to beat the Chargers. Might be close. I only because it's home field. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's literally the only reason. All right. <laughs> Dolphins at the Bears. The Bears. Picking the Bears? I got to go with the Bears. Yeah, I'll go with the Bears. Yeah. All right. Uh, Panthers at the Bengals. Um, bear in mind, the Panthers and the Bengals are both coming off of a loss. Somebody's going to break their streak. So, boy. Mm. I got to go Bengals in this one. I was leaning that way. I gotta go Bengals. Yeah, we're gonna go Bengals on that one. I'm trying to think because I believe they had. I don't know if it was the Panthers that lost somebody or or another team. Well, the Panthers lost McCaffrey because they traded yeah, him to San Francisco. Okay. And all all the all Carolina got back was like some draft picks for next year. Okay. So they're 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 already looking to next year. Yeah. Um, right, right here it says uh Panthers quarterback situation uh situation could get interesting moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because while Jeremy Mayfield does have skill, he has talent, obviously to have one reached that level, but he took an, a perpetually losing organization, i.e. the Browns, to the playoffs for the first time in like forever. But they kept changing the schemes. They kept changing head coaches. And then he goes to Carolina. Which they're doing the same thing. They got rid of Yeah, they're doing the same thing. So, you know, I I think Jeremy Mayfield ultimately, or Baker Mayfield, yeah, Baker Mayfield, I'm sorry. He's he's getting a bad rap. I mean, he really is. So, I don't want to say it's the cards that he's being dealt, but he needs to, Nate, he needs to, I think he needs to make a statement and he needs to not necessarily go in and start ripping people's heads off, but he needs to go in and make a, you know, be more of a leader in the locker room and start leading by example and, and start introducing a new style of work ethic 
to the Panthers culture if that organization is ever, ever going to think about turning things around. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Um, Philly scored again, by the way. This is going to be the difficult one. I know we recycle energy. You're hitting the nail on the head. Sorry. Bless you. I'm living for the day that David has like basically a wardrobe malfunction on the show. And I pray that it's during a live. Like when, you know, how he like he has these random bits of audio come up where it's like, Stepson, I'm stuck in the dryer. We hear that play. <laughs> what are you doing, Step Bro? <laughs> like, Dude, it's a goddamn Yahoo <laughs> Sports, man. I'm in the shower. This is inappropriate. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of an asshole. Aren't our parents married? <laughs> Um, I was like, there he goes. Okay. Um, oh, fuck. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Hackers at Detroit. Is this the week that the Lions turn it around and effectively end Aaron Rodgers' career? Mm, I don't think it's going to be the Lions. I got to go Packers. I don't either, but how funny would that be? It, so, oh, I would absolutely laugh my ass off. Yeah. I can't wait for that Christmas. I, like, I did part see of on TikTok. For it. There's a guy. He's a Lions fan on TikTok, and he goes, you know, like they, they, had, they, had, they had an opportunity to win that game last week, or on Sunday, rather. And then they blew it. Right, and he goes, that's it. That is the straw that broke the back. <laughs> so I've had it with this team. I'm looking for a new team. I, I can't root for this organization anymore. He said, I'm looking for a new team to root for, but we're going to do it by process of elimination. So he's got a a random uh, uh, a generator on his computer where it looks like the Wheel of Fortune. And he's just <laughs> every week just eliminating another team. So the first team that he's not going to root for is the Chargers. <laughs> okay. okay i get it that's great that's awesome all right so we're picking the we're picking the packers over the lions next it's gonna be the raiders at the jaguars mm. i want to pick the raiders so bad i i think it I would be a agree. good game but I, agree. I think the raiders are gonna carry they're going to carry it to them. Uh, I don't see. I don't see how they can win. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to get a hold of my old squad leader, Chip Wilson. He is a diehard, avid, washed in the, you know, washed in the in in, in the in the the black, you know, the black and silver Raiders fan, right? I'm going to see if he wants to come onto the show one week to give us some a. a, a, a an insight as to the inner workings of a Raiders fan's the, mind. The, the psyche. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I, I just, I, I want his take on this, you know, and, and I want him in on, <laughs> I really want him to help us make picks for, for, for the, for that following week. So I'm, I'm going to reach out to him. So David, you and I are going to have to work out some logistics if he says, yeah, sure. So 
All yeah, I have I mean, to do all I have to do is send you. All you got to do is just send him a Zoom invite. Yeah, I get it, no. but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna work on that. So, um, Colts at the Patriots. I don't even have to ask. We're taking the Patriots on this one, of course. <laughs> it's like the Colts are going. <laughs> so what the hell? <laughs> What's the when does the season game? start? Like, no, it's has, it's 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 has the, the season started yet? What what uh usually we're playing by now. Wait, no, it's one of those things of uh the the Colts are just going in like uh uh John Travolta from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Top of the third, Rosario two days up to bat, and the Astros are losing four to nothing right now. Yeah, that's not looking good. Yeah. yeah. You might get your right. to go see the uh, World Series there, buddy. Huh? You might get a chance to go see a World Series. You know, I was looking for game one standing room <laughs> only seats, $475. Lord. And it's not the teams that set that price. Major League Baseball sets the price for playoff tickets. Right. Now... That being said, game four of the American League Championship Series in Yankee Stadium, those tickets started out at $220, right? The day of the game, they were available for as low as $20 a piece. Oh, man. <laughs> 20 bucks? Dude, you want to talk about a ton of last-minute flights from Houston to New York City? People were flocking up there from this area to go watch that happen. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> just I like, mean, yeah, you're able to get 20 bucks. Right? I mean, the amount of money that you're going to spend on the flight there and back, plus your game ticket. I mean. That's just, it, 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 it makes, makes, makes it easy. Wow. I, I could hear people. I could hear my sister and my wife in the living room going, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, next, we've got the Bills at the Jets. Now, this is a divisional game. Um, the Jets didn't – they couldn't figure out a way to beat the Patriots. I think they're going to lose two in a row because the Bills are going to absolutely murder yeah. the Jets. The, the Bills are on Bills fire. Are actually, yeah, Bills are on fire. They're just going to go out and just stomp. I'm I'm yeah. totally all right with that one. All right. The Vikings at the District of Columbia Commanders. I'm taking I'm taking the Vikings. They're gonna go into FedEx Field and they're gonna take a UPS Brown shit all over the commanders. <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> I believe it. God that you. I can't. Dad gum it. <laughs> oh. I mean, I I want the Astros to win because I hate giving people from Philadelphia anything to cheer for. Yeah. Because I mean, let's face it, their entire fan base. They're one bad day away from burning their entire city to the ground. 
I mean, this is the same fan base where you get the Phillies, you got the Flyer, you got the Flyers, you've got the Sixers, so and you've got the Eagles, right? Eagles are hosting the Cowboys back in the '90s. I think it was Jimmy Johnson's first year. It was snowing, and the fans start throwing snowballs onto the field at the Cowboys sideline, right? Mm-hmm. Well, as the game is ending, the Cowboys won that game, I believe. Or no, it was Jimmy Johnson's second year. So the Cowboys won that game. And as the Cowboys are leaving the field, Phillies fans were packing snowballs with C and D cell batteries. Oh, Jesus. And just chucking them. Chucking mm. them. It was, I'm sitting there going, what? Philly fans are trash, man. I, I'm just going to go on record and say Philadelphia <laughs> oh, fans oh, are just trash, 100%. dude. Um, and just I mean, Philadelphia as general. Like, they make a good sandwich, but that's about all they got going for. Uh, yeah. All you, all you had to do is put, like, uh, cheese whiz on it, and you're good. <laughs> cheese whiz. That's all that fucking shit is. It's the same I mean, sandwich. All you had to do is put cheese whiz on it. I, I mean, I'm not going to argue. You. I'm not from Philly though, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm not either. I mean, but, I mean we have just the Philly listeners. They might have I mean, just, just the pure statement alone. He, he he states very clearly. Just put cheese whiz on it. That's what it is, ladies and gentlemen. If 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 you find your man putting more than three ingredients in his bowl of ramen, that motherfucker is a felon. <laughs> you don't know what the fucking. Uh... A Philly cheesesteak uh, sandwiches. That's what. Yes, I know what a Philly cheesesteak sandwich okay. is, David. They. Oh my god. The only thing, the only thing that makes them really great and different is they ch- they put actual cheese whiz on it. That, that's the sandwich. That's the actual Philly cheesesteak uh, sandwich. We're gonna need some of our listeners who actually from the Philadelphia area that haven't for you know haven't unsubscribed to our channel yet <laughs> to weigh in on this. It's Give us the breakdown as to what actually goes into a Philly cheesesteak sandwich. It's not that we're trying to prove David wrong, but we're we just curious. don't want him to be right. One sec. I <laughs> I know a guy. You know. He knows a guy. His name starts with a G and ends with ends with an E. Mm-hmm. Not going to name any names, but initials are Google. Um, moving on, uh, the Seahawks at the Cardinals. Because Kyler Murray cannot win a game that anybody is actually going to ever remember. I'm going to stay the Seahawks on this one. Same. I just wanted you to be the one to say it first. I thought I was going to put cards in there with it. Small C. Um, <laughs> the Rams at the Buccaneers. I'm going to give Tom Brady the benefit of the doubt. They're going to figure this game out, and they're going to so. beat the Rams. I think so. Because, let's face it, it doesn't matter. They still have Matt Stafford, who is having an existential identity crisis and for whatever reason, I think maybe he took one too many knocks on the head and he he slipped through the cracks of the pro, uh, concussion protocol and he thinks he's in Detroit now. So, yeah, there's that. Um, Titans at the Chiefs. This is probably a no-brainer. We're going to go with the Chiefs. Yeah. 
over the Titans. <clears throat> Next is the Ravens at the Saints. The Saints managed to beat the, the, the Raiders, but they're hosting the Ravens. Um, I think they're going to carry the momentum through, especially being at home. I think they can pull it off. I want to say you're right, man, but for whatever reason, dude, I'm leaning towards the Ravens, and here's why. I'm thinking because the Raiders didn't have much of a running game to begin with, right? So the Raider or the Saints defense, they're more about the pass. Now, while Lamar Jackson does have a pretty decent arm, he can still throw pretty accurately downfield. Well, Lamar Jackson is still pretty mobile, and they've got a semi-decent running game. Um, I think what they're going to end up doing is they're going to start the game off just sticking with the run. They're going to run the ball down down the throat of the Saints for probably, I don't know, I want to say maybe like a 70-30 split. No, I'm going to say 60-40 split. They're going to they're gonna run the ball 60% of the time, and it's going to open up the passing lanes. And they're gonna they're gonna catch the uh, original Philly whiz. Okay, whatever. You know, it's it's funny because the internet is much like a Democrat. You can cherry pick sound bites and turn them into anything. There's a website. No, it's on the internet. The name of that website. Oh, what's the name of it? Wikipedia. Okay. The reason why I know this is because I was watching a, a documentary about the Philly cheesesteak. I I go into cooking shit. On one side, because there's two restaurants in Philly for the original cheesecake. Uh, uh, Philly cheese. Literally steak. across the street. Yeah, literally. One uses uh, cheese whiz. The other one uses American cheese, I think. That's the big difference. But they don't know which one's like the original. So you could actually say it depends on who we ask. Yeah. No, no it, okay. it, it, cheese whiz officially made its debut in 1953. Okay. <sighs> actually, it's not the original recipe anymore. That's what's really sad. If you actually got like uh, the older stuff, it's more cheesier. Than the newer stuff, they put too much uh, of the oil in it. Okay. Now. Yeah, you don't. Wait, 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 wait. We said that the Philly cheesesteak, you, well, you specifically, David, said that the Philly cheesesteak is made with cheese whiz. Right? Okay, yes. Okay. Cheese whiz was invented and introduced into the market in 1953. The Philly cheesesteak was invented when Pat Oliveri, a hot dog vendor and namesake to Pat Kings of Steaks, threw beef on his grill to make a sandwich in 1930. So if I do the math, carry mm. on, 1930 happened before 1953. Uh, you might need to Google that. I, I did. 
1930 come before 1950, we have to Google. Yeah. I mean, we've I mean, seen his GT score. You might have to just to make sure that he's on the same page. I mean, I, it's been a while, it's been a while since I have had to apply mathematics. <laughs> but I think that's a difference of 23 years. Jay might get a little upset when the first thing I do when I see you punch you in the fucking face. Just saying. I, I, he'd probably laugh. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Mike so, just grab uh, his let, goddamn let's, let's... fucking leg, flip it off, and start beating you with his fucking leg. All right. Uh, so, getting back to the here. Monday night game, <laughs> you're taking the Saints, Chris. David, who are you going to pick? I got confused. Uh, Saints and what? Who? The Ravens. Ravens. I mean, I'm leaning towards Baltimore. I don't know why. I do we're, think we're gonna, gonna be we're gonna handle this democratically here. So I would go with the Saints. Okay. All right. So Saints over the Ravens. Okay. All right. Um, so let's review these and then I'm gonna call Colin. And uh, we're going to get joke time in before we go over our NASCAR news. Yeah, because there's only one thing we're going to fucking talk about. Oh, dude, yeah, <laughs> we're going to get into that. So we yeah, got the Eagles over the that. Texans. We got the Falcons over the Chargers. The Bears. Why did I have Chicago over the Bears? Holy shit. What was I thinking? Oh, wait. David was talking about the fucking Bears. He's like, oh, geez. <laughs> my, my stupid got onto you. <laughs> It really it like did. it like spread it all over your face and got into your brain. It's contagious. We're not that close. That's TD. I mean, stupid transmitted disease. I mean, the last time I checked, my name is Johnny Skelton, not Monica Lewinsky, and you are the furthest thing from Bill Clinton. Well, I mean, that got alone, but we were never truly alone. I mean, you don't blame me for doing what I did. Have you seen Hillary before? You do oh look like God. a blue dress, dude. I'm, I I don't own a dress. I own blue shirts, but I don't own a blue dress. I don't own a dress, period. Close well, up. how long is the shirt? I mean, it could be <laughs> double blue. It's a fishing shirt, so I mean, it comes down to my waist. <laughs> I mean, it's not like an old time like Charles Dickens nightgown. <laughs> Chris, I gotta put this fucking shit up. Let's be serious. <laughs> uh, no, you know where you get. You knew what you were getting when you invited me. I know, right? <laughs> Uh, hey, at least Johnny and I haven't been talking shit about you this whole time through chat. We've managed to refrain ourselves this time. We did through through chat, but through chat, you know, you blank. We don't have to re- go over it. That's it's like, oh, that was tiring last time. We're just gonna have to do it right in front of your face. <laughs> Not really. I felt that was very efficient. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he's wiping his nose with his hands, so my hands are not clean, Papa. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, watch for supper. Hey, watch for supper. (laughs) All right. right, I got the picks of the week. 
All right, I'm going to uh, give Colin a call here real quick. Okay. So this week, I'm actually getting a guest on. We're going to get Cynthia back onto the uh, show this week. Uh, she's coming in. The only problem with it. Oh, my guy. All right. So let me get you all set up here. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, and whatever David is identifying as this week, angry people. It's the time that you've come to know, love, and in some cases, dread. And if that is the case, well, shame on you. But it's my genetic code, my offspring, my claim to immortality on display for your ear holes and your eye holes. It's joke time with Colin. What you got this week, bud? First off, how did you make the intros better and better every week? Second uh, of all, it's a gift. I see. And how do parents punish a blind kid? They rearrange the furniture. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again, Johnny. Re repeat that because I didn't really heard it. Okay. You want to, you want to say that again, Colin? How do you, how do parents punish a blanket? They rearrange the furniture. <laughs> Just so you know, people. I think blind and deaf people are like some of the kindest people. So I don't want to get any hate. <laughs> that already gone. No. You, oh you man. Hate, bud. You really don't. Oh my oh, god. That was a good one. I mean, that was fantastic. The same kid that while he's sitting in the dugout of one of his little league games was telling a joke to some of his teammates. Not really sure of a lot of their backgrounds, but this is just the savagery of my of my kid. One week, he sits there and goes, why can't orphans play baseball? It's because they don't know where home is. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I heard that. And I mean, I, I, I wanted to get on to him. But at the same time, I'm just like <laughs> kind of proud of that. Up and just be like, That's my boy. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's arguing balls and strikes to the umpire. But like, you know, some I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's understandable. Boy, oh. Like, Fantastic. Let me put this in context for you people. It called a strike on me when it was in the other batter's the other batter's box. <laughs> Holy <my> shit! <laughs> yeah, he's just expanding yeah. the strike zone a little bit. <sighs> How's your week been going, bud? Good. I physically saw the catcher have to like extend his arm. 
right. Well, um, um, I'll call you tomorrow, Colin, or I'll get a hold of your mom. I'll find out where I'm picking y'all up from. But looking forward to this weekend. I get my boys. It's gonna be good times. But uh, give your brother a hug for me, bud. I love you guys. Okay. All right, later. later. Oh, boy. Ladies and gentlemen. My genetic code. On display. Yet once again. Joke time with Colin. Brought to you by me. You're welcome. Moving on. We've got NASCAR news. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, okay. something happened so, this week. I don't know what happened. But I've got I've got some mixed feelings on this, so just you're gonna have to bear with me for just a minute. So this was the this was the cutoff race to decide who's gonna race for the championship in the respective series. Um, the three you know main national you know, touring series for NASCAR, uh, the Truck Series, the Xfinity Series, and the Cup Series. They were in um, Martinsville, and uh, Noah Gregson. He he goes in and he uh you know he 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 he's he's the favorite to win next week in Phoenix for the Xfinity side. He's our Black Rifle Coffee driver uh, on the Xfinity series for JR Motorsports. So we are rooting for Noah all day on Saturday uh, to win the championship. Uh, next year he's going to be the he's going to be a full time driver in the Cup series. I'm looking forward to that because I think if anything, I mean, just, I mean, Noah's going to make mistakes, but he also, he's turned the corner. He's gone from somebody who's gotten penalized owner points and driver points at road America in Virginia by intentionally wrecking somebody to going out and rattling off like four wins in a row or something like, that. I think it was like three or four wins in a row this year. Four or five. Yeah. It was like four. Yeah. So, I mean, and so he, I'm just, I'm like, man, this is, it's insane. I, I love this kid and it, it just, it, I'm excited for him. I'm excited to see where his career goes. Um, junior listening to Dale jr. On his download on his podcast. I mean, he, he went from not wanting to talk about Noah because Noah wasn't doing good things to now he can't like just, I mean, he speaks volumes about this kid and he does it in such a, a manner. I mean, you can tell it's like, he's, he's incredibly proud of where Noah's come from to where he's at now. Um, but then we got the cup side transfer, uh, transfer races, the cutoff race to decide who races for the championship in Phoenix. Um, the championship four are Joey Logano, Christopher Bell, uh, Chase Elliott, and Ross Chastain. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're gonna wait, wait. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna cut right there. I'm gonna put on my video that I made. Two sponsors. Gotta get them. Yeah, I gotta get them. Me too. Uh, All right, thumbs up. Ready, guys. Let's or... do this. Leroy Jenkins. Keep coming. Keep coming. Hang on, man. Checker point. And then, okay, now we can go. Okay. So I'm not a fan 
of what Ross Chase Ross Chastain did. I am not a fan of Ross Chastain. But he pulled when up you get car. out of the car, when you get out of the car, and the first thing out of your mouth is that I played NASCAR 2005 on the GameCube, and you could do it there. I didn't know if it would work, but we tried it anyway. I didn't think that was going to work. <laughs> it was the absolute hail Mary as far as NASCAR was concerned. He didn't wreck anybody. He didn't move anybody out of the way. I'm looking at you, Ty Gibbs. Mm. Um that that little entitled bastard, I can't stand that guy. He is going to end up in more walls when he comes to the Cup Series. Oh, it's going to be beautiful to watch the amount of money his grandfather loses on his race cars. Um, anyways, um, I mean, let, let's face it. Okay, so the way that, that Joe Gibbs, really I'll, I'll get back to the championship race here in just a second. But the way that Joe Gibbs treats drivers on their way out, a la Kyle Busch, Okay, Kyle Busch is going to go race for Richard Childress next year, and he's going to take over the number eight car that's currently occupied by Tyler Reddick. Okay. I saw a TikTok on it, and it, it's so, I mean, like, it it spoke to my soul. It showed that Joe Gibbs, who is a very openly religious man, okay, treats drivers in such a horrific manner how was it how was it said it said joe gibbs has shown that he's willing to lock a driver out like a very very popular <laughs> national pastor will when when the city of houston floods <laughs> <laughs> whoever okay. could you mean johnny this guy on tiktok like compared joe gibbs in, in to the joel in osteen the basement and i think it is fucking hilarious i i mean i do I absolutely love that analogy because, I mean, Kyle Busch is sitting there going, look, man, I mean, I'm even willing to be even, even willing to take some of it, a pay cut to make sure that I can stay in this car because he believes in the equipment. He believes in the, in the organization. But when it's very plain, very painfully obvious that Joe Gibbs has been grooming his idiot grandchild <clears throat> to take over a car we just need to find room for him there, you know. Kyle Bush has brought you more wins and has brought you two championships. He is by far and away your most winningest driver in your organization's history. And that includes when Tony Stewart drove. Tony Stewart won a championship for Joe Gibbs, brought the first championship to go Joe Gibbs racing back when it was the number 20 Home Depot Chevrolet. Okay. Then here comes Danny Hamlin. Danny Hamlin's whacking, you know, he's, he's reeling off wins, but Danny Hamlin is, is much like, Oh, how can we put this very gently? Danny Hamlin is like the Buffalo bills of NASCAR gets to the final round, but he struggles can't quite okay <clears throat> if we're going to use football analogies here and i know that joe gibbs himself would love that because let's face it he's famous for coaching who the washington redskins what i think that ty gibbs is going to do to that organization is much like what the Buffalo Bills 
did to Leon Lett, who was trying to recover a fumble for a touchdown in the Super Bowl. You remember that play? I know you remember that play, Chris. Leon Lett stumbles, rumbles, and bumbling and stumbling. He picks up a fumble. Joe or Jim Kelly fumbles the football. Leon Lett picks it up and he starts hot dogging it, right? He's holding the ball down by his feet and he's like, I got this. I'm going to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yep. Didn't he bring it? I think back it was Don Beebe. It was Beebe, right? For the for the Bills. Comes running up the sidelines yeah. out of nowhere and just dives full out and knocks the ball out of Leon Lett's hands. And it goes out the back of the end zone for, you know, for basically a touchback, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to be Ty Gibbs. Ty, Ty Gibbs is going to come in and, and he's going to, you know, he's going to perform. He's going to, he's going to drive the car. He's going to do things that he's not supposed to be doing because nobody's telling him not to do it. But the second he puts a bumper to anybody or he moves anybody out of the way to gain a position or to win a race, you will almost guarantee that the following week, it doesn't matter what track they're at, that kid is going to end up in the wall. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he is going to, He's going to, Ty Gibbs is going to miss the playoffs his rookie year. He's going to miss the playoffs his next year. And until he finds a bit of humility and remembers what he does for a living is inherently dangerous and he needs to follow the driver's code mm-hmm. and make friends in the garage. He's not going to, he's not going to, he's not going to get very far in the sport. Mm-mm. I mean, he, it, it, you know, and I don't want to say that there's going to be a bounty on Ty Gibbs' head, but no, but they'll slap him back down to reality. Oh yeah, people like Kevin Harvick, they're going to be like the, they're going to be the standard police. He, I mean, mm-hmm. Kevin Harvick is still part of the old guard, okay, mm-hmm. and I say old guard because while the last person to actually race on the track with Dale Earnhardt Sr. was Kurt Bush and he retired this year. So that that era is over. I'm talking about people that raced with people like Jimmy Spencer and Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson in his heyday. Kevin Harvick is one of those guys. <clears throat> Kevin Harvick, while his nickname may be happy, that's not necessarily the case because Kevin Harvick is one of the people in that garage and on that track that is the most easily pissed off, you know, you know, to, to be pissed off. Um, Martin Truex Jr., who also races for Joe Gibbs Racing in the number 19 Toyota. He didn't win this year. I mean, granted, he has one more race to go this year, which is in Phoenix. He's not eligible for the for the championship four, but he most likely he's not going to win in Phoenix and he's going to go an entire year without winning a single race, which has never happened in his career before he decided he's going to come back for at least one more year. He's not going to have any part of it, you know, and the only thing I think that's going to keep Martin Truex jr. From putting Ty Gibbs in the wall is the fact that he's the boss's grandson and his teammate, but people like Kevin Harvick, um, People like um, Chase Briscoe, uh, people like uh, Ryan Blaney. I mean, and I I even hate to say this because I cannot stand Joey Logano. God, I can't stand him. 
Joey Logano is famous for putting the for, for putting the bumper on people. Okay. Ty Gibbs is going to spend more time in the wall and more time out of the groove and out of the throttle because somebody moved him up the track than he is going to be on the lead lap. Mm. Okay. Um, but getting back to the Martinsville race, every position that you gain in relation to your other competitors means points as, as it relates to the playoff format. Mm-hmm. So we're coming with one lap to go. And Ross Chastain, I don't know if you've had a chance to watch the video with the in-car audio. His crew chief is telling him, hey, look, we need two positions. He's like, all right. He's coming down the back straightaway, and he arcs it into turn four at just the right angle. And he full throttle. I mean, he just mashes the gas, puts the right side of the car into the wall, and rides, I mean, literally rides the rim all the way around. Full that drop. lap that he ran was like 18.74, I think. The track record for the fastest lap ever recorded during a race at Martinsville. Oh, it was, it smashed the pole. Yeah. Oh, what's really that is, is a lot of, a lot of people that actually did the, uh, did it like a computer simulation and everything. I was like, that shouldn't have fucking worked. No, it shouldn't have worked. <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, okay. So I, I I watched there was a um a Chastain fan who was in turn four, the turn uh, turn three turn four seats right mm-hmm. in the grandstands, recording the end of the race right yeah. Watching Chastain's car ride that corner all the way down the front straightaway to beat Denny Hamlin out and eliminate Danny Hamlin from the playoffs, it looked unreal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked like. <clears throat> I mean, it looked like an NPC who was glitching. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because all these other cars, I mean, they're they're going at the speeds that you think they're going to be going, but here comes Ross Chastain, like, on a slot. <laughs> you know? I mean, everybody in the crowd was like, did you see that? And I'm listening to the in-car audio from a lot of the different drivers, and they're like, what in, what what's Ross doing? What's Chastain doing? What's the one car doing? Like, did that work? Like, yeah, man, he made it in. And, you know, I mean, listening to Chase Elliott's in-car audio, they're like, you know, his crew chief's like, hey, man, you made the transfer, you know, we're in. And he goes, Chastain made it too. And he goes, did that work? And he was like, yeah, man, he he beat out the 11. And he's just like, I mean, like to a, to a T, even Joey Logano was just like, wow. You know, they, they could not believe that that actually happened. Well, there's- you know, the only person that really didn't see it was, Right. Uh, uh, I mean, even Denny Hamlin didn't even see it happening, right? Because Denny Hamlin was ahead of Ross Chastain coming into coming out of turn four, mm-hmm. and, and just the amount of speed coming off of that. I mean, just the amount of momentum that he carried through that turn down the back or down the front I stretch. Mean, you could hear it. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, dude. But a lot of people. Oh, Larson got out of the car and he was like, look, man, it's not a good look for our sport. It's an embarrassment. Um, you know, and a lot of people, they're clowning on Kyle Larson. They're like, well, you're just mad because you didn't think to try it first. Well, Kyle Larson did when he was running the number 42 car for Chip Ganassi Racing. It didn't work out for him because it's not supposed to work. Yeah. Carl Edwards tried that move and it didn't work out for him either. Right. You know, there were some circuit, there were some, uh, some uh, consequences for that though there was i was reading right beforehand 
that uh, he got suspended because they went and looked, NASCAR officials went and looked at the car, and he got suspended because of seat modifications to the car to accommodate his giant fucking balls. <laughs> you know, I was thinking you were going to be serious. <laughs> but, you know, I don't value Kyle Petty's opinion for a lot of things. Because I think he's outspoken for a career that really didn't go a whole lot of places, considering who his dad was. Now, you, yes, you can make the same argument about Dale Jr. versus Aaron, you know Dale Sr. But you don't see Kyle Petty in the Hall of Fame. That's all I'm saying. Now, of course, I'm an Earnhardt fan, so there's that. Anyway. But, um, the, 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 but here's the thing. Kyle Petty gets a whole record. Dale would have absolutely done, too. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, but here's the thing. No, Dale Sr., you know, he's famous for that pass in the grass. It wasn't technically a pass. He got moved down into the infield grass, and he just made it stick. Mm. But by all – that that move that Ross Chastain pulled off, I think we'll never see it again. No. Well, there's a lot of people. I, I think but... you'll see it attempted, but nobody's going to be able to pull it off. There's a I lot mean, and it's going to be one of those things where it's like, okay, you see it, and the second that it fails, NASCAR will step in and say, look, if you do that, you will be penalized. One, because you're tearing up the, the, the safer barrier. Two, if it doesn't work and that car ricochets back into the across the racetrack, you can kill people. Yeah. Okay. That's why I led off this whole segment with, it was the ultimate Hail Mary. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't work. I'd be very surprised if they don't if they don't uh put a rule if they don't make a rule against it. Yeah. I, I would be very surprised. Well there's a lot of there there's actually a lot of people that are upset about that whole thing actually happening. And they're right. like, How is this okay? But you have someone like, you know, slightly tapping Another There's car. a difference no, between. Yeah, getting, I can see some fines. See the that, difference, but yeah, if, no, no, if okay. the situation ended up, if the situation ended up to where he spins out, there was five or six other fucking cars that would he would have crashed into. Oh, he was right in the middle of the fucking pack. Yeah. Oh yeah. He would have watered up a lot of cars. Oh now, hell yeah. Now to 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 David's argument, where you know you got guys that get into the wall, you go to Dar- uh, you go to Darlington. Darlington mm-hmm. is known for the Darlington Stripe. Yeah, it refers to the right side of your car getting up into the wall. Yep. And the the the, the joke is, is that if you don't end up with a Darlington stripe on your car, did you even pull it off of the hauler? Okay. <laughs> yep. So and it's just does. like the thing with with Bristol. If if you if your car at the end of at at the end of a race in Bristol doesn't have, if you, if your car is perfect, you didn't run. Nope. Okay. Short track racing is designed for fast paces. It's designed for close quarters. It's designed for beating and banging to a degree. While what Chastain did was technically within the rules. But it might change next year. It it, it very well might. Now, it just depends on what the competition committee versus the safety committee decide to to talk about during the offseason. But 
yeah, it was it was a punk move. I mean, I, I I've got to side with Kyle Kyle Petty on this one. It was a punk move. Um, does it bring a lot of notoriety? I mean, does it bring a lot of attention to the sport? Does it bring does it set NASCAR up for a high viewership going into cha- into, into the championship race next week in Phoenix? Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to skip a lot of football to watch that race specifically because I'm looking for Chase. I'm, me personally, I'm pulling for Chase Elliott to win his second title. He's favored to win his second title next week anyway, because he, he historically does well at Phoenix. He does. Um, I mean, we're looking at it. Let me see here. Oh, did you have anything else to add about the NASCAR stuff? Are you talking about or Chris? Yeah, I'm I'm fixing to no, go no, over no, that. No. Not 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 you, Johnny. We all know. Oh, oh no. No, I just wanted to make sure I got that. I, I had to tell that one story. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that one got in there. Oh, sure before the- I get into the, the, the <laughs> before I get into the odds for next week. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to get back in the car. Who oh, is he? He's going to really? run. A, uh, he's going to run a. Uh, um, uh, he's going to run a late model race. Um, he's going to run in the South Carolina 400. Um, in in Concord, it's going to be. I mean, this car looks amazing. Uh, Chris, I don't know if you remember. When his dad ran the Bass Pro Car, it was the gold Bass Pro Car with the black hood. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what this paint scheme looks like. Oh. Oh, dude, it's pretty. Oh, oh, nice. It's pretty. And it, and it, and, it, and it's and it's a late model car. So, it's running Hoosier tires, it's got the fared or flared fenders. Yeah. But this car looks badass, dude. Nice. It looks so good. Um, um, and he's also going to run. He also unveiled his, uh, the ride that he's going to, because he usually runs one Xfinity race a year. Um, he's going to run uh, a Bass Pro Shops uh, club card car um, with his Xfinity team. Um, uh Next year, one race. I mean, he always doesn't want to, like I said, he doesn't want off because the guy just, you can't keep him out from behind a wheel. And that's just all there is to it. Um, Let me see here. Let's go down. Okay. So we're looking at, where the heck did it go? All right. Um, Let's Okay, so we're looking at odds uh, going into next week. Uh, now the champ- or championship for, you know, we've you know we've got Elliot, Christopher Bell, Ross Chastain, and Joey Logano. Chase Elliott is plus two hundred to win. He's got the better odds. Um, there, the long shots are Ross Chastain and Joey Logano at plus three thirty. Christopher Bell comes in at a short second at uh, plus two sixty to win that race. But it's mostly because, oh, I know, I'm keeping track in here. But uh, 
Um, that is the disdainful sound of an Astros fan, everybody. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Uh, I, I, dude, okay, look. I want to see the Astros win because I, I you know, I, I like to see the women in my family smile, but I want to see Mattress Mac win $86 million because he always puts in this huge bet at the beginning of every season for the Astros to win it all. And he, he runs this promotion with his furniture company down here that if the Astros win it all, all the, you know, the furniture that you bought during the season up till like the end of the season, um, you get a hundred percent of your money back. He covers Ooh. his losses on the furniture from his winnings with that bet. Oh, but if he loses the bet, he's only out the, you know, the couple of million that he put down on the Astros, but he actually comes out ahead either way. Right. It's, 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 it's genius. This guy has been That's... in business for years and he donates furniture, mattresses, uh, oh, during uh, yeah, Hur Hurricane Harvey. Yeah. Yeah. It was that guy. Uh, yeah. During Hurricane Harvey, when it was flooding real bad down here, he opened up his warehouse and people who were, you know, evacuated out of their homes because of the flooding. He let them stay there and he set up his warehouse. It's kind of like a shelter and let people stay on those mattresses. Yeah. So they had a place to sleep. Yep. So, um, you better like a Christian church didn't do that during that time frame. <laughs> i know i you know and i'm trying to think why it was because maybe maybe oh, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't want people the seeing oh what was it something about a ferrari parked in the parking garage he didn't want people seeing or something or, like that or no i i think what it was he didn't want people to go down the basement and actually find like a hundred thousand dollars didn't they have a stash of walls or something? Didn't the plumbers? Yeah, yeah. The plumbers the actually uh, busted into a wall to get one of the plumbings, and they found like checks and and uh, uh, cash mm -hmm. it in the wall. Yeah, it was wads of cash in, hidden in the walls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, bear in mind that used to be the Rockets, uh, the the old Rockets Stadium. You know, the or the arena where the Rockets used to play. But still. I'm like, no, I, I'm, I'm going, I, I'm not going with the Rockets. I'm going. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Slow your roll. Timeout. Cease fire. You know, I mean, just turn back around and pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, David. Um, go, go back to your, go back to your T flop videos. But <laughs> what I'm saying is that, you know, Joel Osteen. And his wife, Victoria, I never really liked their God wants you to be wealthy message, you know, and I'm just like, oh, man, it just, he really, and if you want, and if you drive around, like on 45, I-10, 610, places like that around here, you'll see the Joel Osteen billboards up, right? His wife looks like she hasn't aged a day. However, Joel Osteen. His face looks like he's so much younger. I mean, oh, oh yeah, you know it's it's hilarious the amount of it was like uh, which uh, which uh, one of the Star Treks with F. Murray Abraham where they had uh, Nemesis. Yeah, there you go, Nemesis. Yeah, yeah. Keep yeah. yeah. That's, that's ladies and gentlemen, that is the nerd sport, nerd portion of nerd sports. <laughs> um, brought to you by our co-host Chris. 
Um, uh, <laughs> I still so, like that one video I said. The, the the I think I think the people that uh, that I'm uh, renting from this Airbnb or someone that reminds me of Nazis, <laughs> yes. like those are they fucking Klingons. Oh, oh, I think they're uh, the the words uh, or the the basically he was calling them Nazis, and it was yeah. the. It was it was a Klingon flag, but it just happened to be red and black, and it's got the Klingon center. Yeah. The center. yeah. <laughs> <And> they, <laughs> you look through the rest of the house because I watched the whole video. You look through the rest of the house. This is covered in Star Trek and Star Wars shit, and they got you know Legos and everything there. But it was like, come on, man. Like, For those of you keeping score at home, it is the bottom of the fifth with one out, and the Phillies are up six to nothing on the Houston Astros right now. So you might actually get to see him in the World Series. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> you know, and I think part of this, and I'm not trying to make excuses for Houston, but I think part of it is Lance McCullers Jr. He is the weak spot in their rotation. Mm. So for those Philadelphia Philly fans that are part of our listening base, don't get too high on the hog right now because – well, never mind. Reese Hawkins, Hoskins just hit a home run. So it is yeah, now he's not, he's not seven to nothing. Seven, it's now seven to nothing Philadelphia. Don't get too high on yourselves because it's just Lance McCullers Jr. You're, he hasn't been impressive this this playoffs at all. So, um, All right, let's wrap this baby up. Yeah, let's land this plane. Um, I'm, looking, I'm looking for Chase Elliott to do well. I, I, I look for him to... Uh, win the race, clinch clinch his second chi- uh, title. I'm looking for the Dawson uh, Dawsonville pool uh, pool room to sound the siren at close to midnight next Sunday. Um, he's going to wheel that number nine Napa Chevrolet uh, Camaro for Hendrick Motorsports back to victory lane, back to championship lane, and he's going to spend the next uh, week uh, staying up late going to New York City, uh, doing a lot of talk shows. I know, seven to nothing. I know. Hey, it's Lance McCullers Jr. He's the weak spot in the rotation during this last couple of... I, you're not, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm sorry. Just remember, hate sex is, I can, is still sex. I, I, I can... I can hear the heartbreaking from over here. David, I'm going to say this to you with all the love and endearment in my heart. Yes? Oh, you're going to love this part. Because David was talking about how hate sex is still sex in the end. David, it doesn't matter because I'll still have sex tonight and you won't. Oh! Hey! Just because he's fucking himself, it's still sex. I'm, oh, look at him getting I'm, his date I'm, drunk. I'm getting my date drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> look, man, you can't claim that you... <laughs> you can't claim to sleep with exotic women because you changed their names from Vaseline to Vaselina or Lubradema to, you know, or Lubaderm to Lubradema. You know, you can't do that. Uh, St. No, Ives is yeah, not... Like, uh... a, she's not a Swiss nun. <laughs> I thought she was a bikini mom. No, 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 no. I just changed the oil to the flavor and everything like that. It works out perfectly fine. And you get the tropical 
So just so so that we know it. Just to make you use Do you prefer? Come on. Do you prefer five W four thirty or ten W forty? No, cocoa. Which viscosity works better? Right. I mean, because coconut oil breaks down pretty quick, man. Yeah. Organic too. And then you can lick your lips too. Or lick your fingers. Lick your up. It's only if she properly prepares herself to have her salad tossed. Wonder how that will... there is there's a, a ritual that that needs to happen before you know you get there, there does yeah I mean it it has to be a ritual she has to be prepared to do butt stuff dude I'm just I'm just all I'm saying mm-hmm. how's that how's that work out well for how's starters they don't bend you over the rice sack <laughs> it goes the other way. <laughs> It depends on which side of of this equation that you're standing on. All right. I mean, when David, when he's looking off into the distance, he's he's trying to formulate this question. I see him playing the white kid in American Me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh. (laughs) I mean... Oh man! I mean, <laughs> your name your your name is not trying. Wade Wilson, and you're not celebrating Women Empowerment Day. <laughs> he is not married to Hank Hill. Did you say Faith Hill? Hank Hill. Oh. I mean, they might. I'm not gonna, you know, no judgment. I was it's like, are you implying that Tim McGraw takes it in the butt? When, if I was um, if I was to say that, I I would imply it would. Yeah, be, I mean, I, I I would think that I'd know you well enough to at this point to be, say that you're just going to call not, a spade a spade. I'm not not saying it. <laughs> oh my God. He is a big old lefty. I'm just saying. We're, we're, <laughs> you know what's funny about his anti gun gun stance? His daughter Maggie May, their oldest daughter. Yeah, she's a gunsmith. She builds her own ARs, and she is a hunting advocate. That is fucking amazing. I love I that. She's just I'm like, I'm like that, that girl right there. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna she's gonna emasculate some manly men because she's gonna go out there and she's gonna outshoot them and she's gonna outhunt them. They're gonna be like, "Well, I shot this six pointer. That's ah, cute." Bambi, I shot a fucking twelve pointer <laughs> from twelve hundred yards away. Yeah, with a gun that I built. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she can be like, I bored this damn rifle out. I put a muzzle brake on it. I've got glass that you can't even conceive. Yep. And I didn't even have to track my elk down. <laughs> I dropped it from across the valley. <laughs> hot as fuck. Oh, right. I'm uh, attracted to this stranger. Um, <laughs> oh man! Why do we always go off the rails at the end? How is that? Well, we know no one's listening. <laughs> that's not true, man. I mean, you know, I mean, that's not that's not true. There I might mean, be a couple of people, David. Contrary to what you've been led to believe your entire life. We're here for you. 
some of you're us, the one that cuts you're, you're the one that cuts the only we're not the ones going out for milk and cigarettes mm-hmm. oh okay i mean I, 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 might, I love you guys i might go out to, to try to find a chicken burrito or something but you know I, I eventually maybe you know and I, this, might, this just goes to show that you and i, I grew up in the same or... era because as soon as you said chicken burritos the first thing that popped into my head was chicken heads <laughs> Chicken, chicken, chicken head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, where did that random thought generate from? Like, how dark and deep was the transom of my brain that that just, oh, hey, I'm relevant now. <laughs> Pulled up a core memory. <laughs> You've been sitting on that one for a while. Wow. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, so just kind of, kind of put this out there. Who's gonna go see Wakanda Forever when it comes out? Uh, I'm gonna. I, you know, I, I want to be excited about it, but I'm not. Um, my oldest stepson, his birthday is six days after mine, but um, but we're gonna celebrate our birthdays together because I don't really care. I'm turning 45. It's whatever. So we're going to go to, I think it's Paraland because they've got a movie grill place down there. Uh, it's going to be the weekend that I've got my boys. We're like, I think on the 19th, we're going to go see it. Um, see, like, I'm, the, the I'm thing not, that I'm not excited just, like, about it. I, I do I do want to see it just because I'm a huge Marvel fan. The MCU, I've, I've been a big fan of. Um, this one, I couldn't get too far into it, but the contrarian also said because there were all those people that came out and said you know if you're if you're white don't watch this in the on the opening weekend you know give your ticket to a a journalist with a person or you know people of color need to to see this movie more than you do and the contrarian in me is like oh god i gotta go see it on opening night now just to just yeah and see that's the thing it it, it wasn't it wasn't designed i mean it wasn't it wasn't produced it wasn't designed to be racially motivated like at all in fact chad but chad bozeman god rest his soul said he's like it's not about color exactly you know and I didn't get the whole black empowerment thing. I'm like, yes, it's an African nation. It's Wakanda. And, and, you know, the Black Panther is a black character. I get that. But it's like, you know, the left media and Hollywood wanted to make this about race so bad that it's like they almost ruined the idea of Black Panther as a standalone franchise specifically to make it about race and i'm like okay but now we start seeing marvel kind of leaning towards this women's only thing right you know and it's like okay i'm all for that you know i loved i love the jane foster storyline and love you know love and thunder i loved it i mean love and thunder Never had oh, the really it, it had potential to be such a great movie and i think it could have been like really great as far as like dark was concerned especially if christian bale would have been able to play that character the way that he wanted to mm. And, you know, but I, I love the whole Jane Foster story arc. I, I do. You know, um, the fact that at the end she got to go to Valhalla, that was amazing. Um, you know, but like, you know, you start seeing like hints of it, especially at the end of Endgame, when you had all the female Marvel heroes teaming up. In the, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, 
why does pepper pots need to be there yeah i was so on the nose you know um you know and the fact that they just missed a whole opportunity to have miss marvel or captain marvel rather be the decisive turn of the battle you know i mean yeah she took out she took out thanos's ship by herself but then she kind of just was there "Eh?" yeah you know like she was there for the empowerment scene but like she she 1v1 thanos hand to hand yeah yeah and made him back down like that's like that's the end of the fight right there fellas like the strongest female (laughs) character in that fight was the scarlet witch right yeah like she is one of the most powerful characters in the entire mcu if not the most powerful yeah you know but i mean i don't know i Uh, legion i I think marvel uh, kevin feige specifically he's he's listening to the woke crowd a little bit too much and it's like okay i get I mean, with with the ethos that that Stanley, the great late Stanley, said, you know, he's like Marvel Comics is supposed to be a window into society. You know, the the comics are supposed to reflect current events. To that extent of, you know, it's supposed to show the, you know, the 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 brighter side of humanity, mankind trying to overcome its own adversity, kind of a situation, right? Everybody has the potential to be super kind of a thing, right? Yeah. But we've got this whole woke mentality of we're going to force the LGBTQA, HLMOG, whatever they're calling themselves nowadays. They're, they're, the whole alphabet crew is trying to ram their ideologies down everybody's throat. And yes, I understand the implication there, pun intended. <laughs> but, you know, it's like we don't need that. Okay, movies are supposed to be an escape from reality. Okay, that's why we go to the theater is to be able to take ourselves and put ourselves into a world or a, a you know a time period to where for at least an hour and a half we can kind of forget about what's going on outside, right? It's therapeutic. It's a very cathartic experience. At least it's supposed to be, you know. And and it's not that I'm like so un- insecure in my heterosexuality, where it's like, okay, I'm not going to go watch Lightyear because it's got a lesbian kiss in it or something like that. Right. I don't really care. I, I mean, I I I care to the extent that it's like, okay, we have enough gender and and to this point species dysphoria going on in the world these are not rational people they're these people have problems and you know it it, and i'm gonna i'm gonna say it just like we did at the beginning of the show there are two genders people two Mm -hmm. two genders male and female even bill nye the science guy said so in episodes of his saturday morning show and now all of a sudden because he's screaming left he's like oh no that was wrong. I never said that. Well, the thing about the internet, dude, is it's kind of forever. You know, nope. delete so, all evidence. Yeah, but somebody always takes a screenshot, dude. I know. I'm telling you, you you can't purge the internet. I, it, it, you just can't do it. Okay, e- even if you've got the ninety six, uh, 
what what it was a ter- 96 terabyte a second download speed that NASA's got because they're plugged into the backbone of the internet. You you can't you can't use that to effectively go in and erase anything permanently. Somebody always has it saved on on an external drive somewhere. Oh yeah, that reminds me. Uh, uh, it, it's for Chris, not you. Oh, I keep on forgetting to send that to him. But I'll send it to you. Know, it, I get that we want people to feel like they're included. I get all that. And I'm going to continue to quote my favorite T-shirt. We need to make America offensive again. Yeah, we really do. Okay, it, you know, it's like <sighs> we can say Black Pride Month or Black History Month or you know Latin History Month or Great Gay Pride Month. But the second we talk about white history or straight pride, suddenly we're bigoted. It's like, okay, we're always branded as fascist because why? We believe believe in conservative values, but yet the left are willing to go to violent – they're willing to take violent measures to make sure that we're being silenced. By definition, that's very fascist at its core. You know, and and I, I kind of got into it a little bit. I try to stay away from the political side of Twitter by not commenting on on obvious idiot, idiotic posts. But, but now can. Well, <laughs> yeah, now I can. But um, <laughs> you know, so to to that, you know, I was I was like, okay, um, oh, where 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 here? I'm pulling up the Twitter my my Twitter page here. Hold on. By the way, Chris, that account that I got that video from is gone now. <laughs> I'll watch it. Finish. Okay, so let's go tweets. All right, so all right, so like, all right, Joe Biden. He's like, you can't be pro-insurrection and pro-cop. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-democracy. You can't be pro-insurrection and (laughs) pro-American. And I replied, you're an unreliable, unstable, unbalanced, and unoriginal puppet. I honestly think that your cognitive capacity is unable to handle the job that you were installed into. Your party is dangerous for freedom, and you are a danger to to this country as a whole. whole. Please step down, right? Of course, it doesn't get any views because like it gets pushed down because of all the you know the the people are like oh oh Uncle Joe, um, yeah, yeah. so this one guy, you know Twitter. I mean, Benny Johnson tweets out you know Twitter CEO Preg uh, Agarwal whatever the the CEO the CFO and uh, have left the company leaving Elon Musk in t- charge of Twitter and this was the day that he bought it right the day that he comes in with the snake let that sink in right. Mm-hmm. This guy um, at read the twenty six nine zero four four nine one basically read the black right says well that's freedom speech uh, read replaced by Musk's version of free speech prepared for a bunch of more hate racism and bigotry along with xenophobia on Twitter. I reply to this guy I'm like. So you're saying it's not okay to voice your opinion if it doesn't align with your political views? I hear your phone ringing. You might want to answer it. It's 1930s German government calling to take back their fascist talking points. Hashtag make Twitter offensive again. You know, and, and I'm like, look, man, it, 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 
the, the purpose of having a debate is to have open discourse. Yeah. And I mean, there's a it's lot. Okay of to, it's okay to lose an argument, right? A lot of stuff it's that okay I, I don't be, agree with you on, on certain stuff. And there's a lot of stuff that Chris doesn't agree with me on a lot of stuff. Right. But, you know, we're still going to be friends. Yeah. The I only mean, person I, that I agree with 100% of the time is me. Exactly. You know, I don't know about that. But yet, we're adult enough. (laughs) We're adult enough, and I throw up the air quotes there. We're adult enough. Thank God you did that. To what? Uh, No, the air quotes? Yeah. 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 Well, that, he didn't say mature. He said adult. There's, okay. I said adult. We're at the age. Yeah. I mean, legally, legally, we're classified as adults. We can vote, and God forbid, we can drink without getting in trouble but um we're gonna test that theory this weekend oh chris you're gonna bring some mead mm. if i get some bottle, yes okay <laughs> should have fucked but, head but all right yeah i mean we can disagree <laughs> with each other we can hear each other's viewpoints we may not agree with them but we have the understanding and the ability to take that information in and, you know, and the beautiful thing about actual discourse is I'm not too stuck in my ways to say, all right, if you bring forth a viewpoint that I haven't considered and it makes sense to me, I may end up changing the way I feel about something. But that doesn't make me a sheep because I still have my own opinions, yeah. you know, and, it, and it's like, OK, so there's people that believe like the earth is only a couple of thousand years old. Right. And I'm like, no, it's we it's. Millions of years old, right? I mean, Even I saw it earlier. I saw it on Twitter. Biology, biology t- uh, professor in fucking Alabama. Well, that like, okay, so like you've got the different grades of like plutonium, uranium, palladium, and stuff like that, right? Yeah. As each one breaks down into the different isotopes, each one, as you step down, is the half life result of the previous element, right? And it takes millions of years to obtain, like, uh, what is, I think it's palladium. I think it is. Anyways, I, I'm I'm butchering that all up. I, I should have saved that twi- Twitter thread, but I was like, man, that just you know, okay, that to me that makes sense, right? I also believe in UFOs. I believe in ghosts, you know, and I'm like, okay, because here I am. Well, I do believe in Jesus Christ. I do believe in God. I do believe in heaven and I believe in hell. I also believe that it's incredibly arrogant uh, of us as a species to think that we are, in fact, what God looks like, knowing that God is omnipotent, you know, omnipresent. He can take on any form that he wants and he can create with the snap of his fingers, right? And yes, I know I'm assuming God's gender. Please, dear God, crucify me. Bring it. I don't care. Just say it right so you know do i think that there's other life out there absolutely do i think there's other intelligent life out there absolutely do i think that they may be more advanced than we are technologically absolutely the evidence is out there okay and as hard as the world governments may be trying to suppress that information they do a really bad job of it you know because Every conspiracy is born out of some kind of truth. And I know that you've heard that more than once, Chris, right? Right. There's a okay. nugget of truth. So, you know, to, to think that we're it, 
makes life kind of meaningless mm-hmm. out of the billions and billions of stars out of the billions and billions of planets that are surrounding those stars within our own galaxy not to mention our neighboring galaxies to the edge of the known universe at this time to think that we are the only sentient life out there it's kind of arrogant right you know i call it the epitome of yeah, there you go. You know, and it, it's just like these flat earthers, you know, and it's like, okay, well, the earth is flat and everything else is round. Like, how dumb do you do you hear yourself? <laughs> right. You know, and, and, and the number one argument against flat earth, uh, a flat earth that I can possibly make is that if the earth was actually flat, we wouldn't have anything here because cats would be constantly <laughs> knocking that shit off the edge. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. You know, you know but in I mean, like even back in the day, like, you know, what was it? Uh, Newton and Galileo, you know, everybody thought that this, this, the solar system was an earth centric. Yep. Right. That everything revolved around the earth, you know, and it's like, no. And then we start seeing more of these more advanced computer models and, and uh, you know, it just with photographs alone. You know, and, and you know, and, and it's it's. I put them, I put those kind of people in the same boat as the people who think that we faked the moon landing. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, and and I saw an interesting TikTok yesterday. If human life were to disappear today, after a couple of million years, I actually maybe even after about a million years. The only thing that would be left as evidence that mankind ever existed would be Buzz Aldrin's footprint on the moon. I saw that video. I saw that. And even that is only dependent upon there not being a meteor strike anywhere close to yeah. To it. Um, there's did a you see also that, there, in, that, in the, the, that NASA, uh, through their solar, solar glare satellite, um, saw an asteroid that was a mile wide mm-hmm. hiding behind the sun, sun's glare? Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they're supposed to be launching and they're supposed to be watching that. Um, and I think it's kind of funny that this information came out like maybe a month after the fact, but you remember how NASA launched a rocket to in, deliberately impact an asteroid? Yes, it was a test to see if they could. And they actually... proved that, that they showed and they proved that it altered the course of this, this asteroid. Right. I think that that's kind of coincidental. I really do. Yep. Um yeah. Holy crap, man. The Astros have not showed up to play today at all. The bottom of the six, no outs, runners on first and second, seven up in Philadelphia right now. That's what, what's the hockey coach and letter Kenny say? It's fucking embarrassing. Fucking embarrassing. But yeah. anyways, everybody. <laughs> we're, we we were singing we're gonna cut it, uh cut it uh cut it off. We still haven't done that. So I'm okay. David Rickerman. I'm Johnny Skelton. And I am Chris Jack. And thank you all for watching Nerd Sports 81. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was.